and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Let's go to work, bro. This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, gang. How is everybody feeling on a Tuesday? I had to work on the intro because, man, that was so generic. But it is what it is. got two hours to make it better as we go along. Here on the Workday Red Zone, thanks for tuning in with us on the Ticket Radio Network, all over your radio dial, also online at 953theticket.com. You can take us with you on the go. You do that by downloading the TuneIn app and then searching for KNEA, and uh, you hit play after that. It's pretty easy, honestly. If you want to shout at us, that's also pretty easy. The phone number, for those of you that do still, in fact, call other human beings, is 870-930-3776 on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. And uh, additionally, you can shout at us on social. Facebook.com slash the Ticket Radio is one place to find us. I'm also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. There is a poll question posted for you that you can find using the hashtag WDRZ. Polls kind of changed since the last time I looked at it. Interesting. Uh, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio today by producer Alex Galbraith. You know, don't feel bad. I, I always struggle to come up with a good intro, too. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, you know? Happy Tuesday. Happy Friday. Happy hump day. You yeah. know, just, you know, unless there's something of note, you know, it's kind of hard to, to get something going. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just need to get through it and get to, like, the the good content. Got to get to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Rarely is an intro meant to be groundbreaking. Exactly. Um, especially since we have some very interesting news right off yes. the jump Big today. News, yeah. Uh, but let's tell you quickly about one. Let's tell you what we've got coming up on the show today. One thirty. It's a Tuesday. That means Voice of the Red Wolves. Matt Stoltz will be with us in studio. Very much looking forward to that. And uh, then we'll throw out some quick headlines here before we start with today's question and content and all of that good stuff. Coming up tonight, Arkansas State Baseball going to be going for its fourth straight home win as the Red Wolves host Memphis at Tomlinson Stadium. Kell Field. A-State looking to avenge a 7-6 loss to the Tigers back on March 22nd. That game was played in Memphis, but coming up tonight, your first pitch is slated for 6 o'clock. That means your pregame coverage is going to start at 545 right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Meanwhile, two additional Red Wolves have received NFL opportunities, according to KIT's Logan Whaley. Offensive lineman Jordan Rhodes has been invited to attend a rookie minicamp with the New Orleans Saints, while wide receiver Tavalence Hunt will head to minicamp with the Kansas City Chiefs. Elsewhere, number six, Arkansas makes its annual trip to North Little Rock. They're going to be squaring off against a first-time opponent, Lipscomb, in a midweek matchup at Dickey Stevens. Game time there is at six. And the Cardinals are back at Bush Stadium tonight to begin a three-game set against the L.A. Angels. That one's going to start at 645, and it can be heard on 95.9 The Wolf. Also, a quick note that we'll actually elaborate on a few different times today, but the Memphis Grizzlies, according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic, have informed Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances. By the way, 
you're in the office, take a drink of your coffee today. Every time you hear the phrase, under any circumstances. That's going to be our phrase of the day. Just a heads up. Do we typically have a phrase of the day? No, but no time like the present to get started. So again, under any circumstances today, when you hear that phrase, take a drink of your coffee. I apologize for the insane amount of jitters you're going to have by 2 o'clock, but it is what it is. We'll make it through together. KavanaughCars.com question today was, <laughs> was uh, the show was kind of planned around this question before the under any circumstances news dropped. But uh, I do want to talk a little baseball with you all today, if that is all right. And with a month in the books right now for, well, all of Major League Baseball, I want to know how you would describe the St. Louis Cardinals. Are they a bad team? Or are they a good or okay team that just had a bad month? That is our KavanaughCars.com question. One thing that is not in dispute today, whether they're okay or whether they are bad, it was, in fact, a bad month. (laughs) Uh, It has been mentioned numerous times that this team is off to its worst start since 1973. The Cardinals today are entering the month of May, since, of course, they didn't play yesterday. They're entering the month of May with a 10-19 record, and they are 10 games out of first place. Now, I'm sure, I I have no doubt in baseball's long and storied history that there have been numerous teams that have came back from 10 games out one month into the season and made the playoffs because there are still, what is 162 minus 29? There's still 132 games, 133 games. Why do I not use a calculator for this? There are 133 games left in the season. So, I mean, there is so much time to get this thing pointed in a good direction and get this team perhaps back in a playoff conversation, especially when you consider the fact that the playoffs expanded last year. You've got more teams than ever that are able to make it. In fact, uh, I think uh, there's still actually a 30% chance for this Cardinals team to go to the postseason, according to fan graphs, which of course do those those percentage odds and division odds and, and things like that. So, This is certainly a situation that is not insurmountable with 13 games remaining. Of course, there are things that have contributed to the fact that this has been a bad month. Uh, Notably, the pitching, which has been subpar, to put it very kindly. You have, what, three-fifths of the Cardinals' rotation right now that have ERAs north of five. Uh, Perhaps we saw some things going in a positive direction there, at least in terms of Miles Michaelis, uh, with uh, the fact that he went out in his last time out and he turned in a quality start. You know, Jordan Montgomery has been solid, so you've got a dude to certainly build around there. But uh, there are, you know, significant concerns with, with Woodford and Mats, and the numbers there are not good. Sometimes, you know, there are you can look at like advanced analytics and numbers can kind of be spun uh to perhaps make things look better or worse than they are uh some of these pitching numbers can't can't really be spun any the like for Woodford and Mats they're just not good um there's not a, a single analytic that you can look at that makes them somehow better than the numbers on paper I mean, Matt has an ERA north of six, and Woodford is trying to catch him at 5.72. 
So that has been a struggle for, of course, the uh, the rotation so far. Uh, you've got uh, not exactly stellar work from the bullpen, although as we talked about yesterday quite a lot, Jordan Hicks is certainly trending in a positive direction. The only Cardinal who has yet to give up a run this year is, you guessed it, Packy Knott. I feel like we should be talking about players that play in black and white when we're talking about Packy Naughton. That's just, <laughs> he is, sounds like a throwback player from the early 1900s. But Packy Naughton has pitched five innings and not allowed to run at this point in time. So, you know, good for him. Fielding-wise, this team has not been as defensively sound as we all expected. There are too many gold glovers on this team uh, for there to have been as many hiccups in the field as there have been so far. And again, I continue to maintain that I think this is just a case of this team being wound too tight. If they start to rack up a couple of wins, I think all of those numbers uh, defensively and in the field will will get better. Plays not made, things like that, uh, but we haven't seen it happen yet. Offensively, the team is being led right now by Paul Goldschmidt, who is the only uh, guy who is appearing on an even fairly regular basis that is batting over 300 right now. Nolan Arenado has been off to a brutal start. Wilson Contreras is doing all right. He's batting 275. Nolan Gorman has cooled off after his incredibly hot start. And the outfield just overall is a little bit meh in terms of what all of those guys have been contributing. The guy who was performing the best in the outfield, at least in terms of batting average and RBI, of course, was Jordan Walker, who is now in Memphis. Uh, The only spot player batting above 300, I guess you could say, Paul DeYoung, who has came in and hit well. It's coming up for Memphis, but all in all, right now, this is a team that is not hitting well. They are not pitching well. They are not fielding well. And so, needless to say, it has definitely been a bad month. But that's not anything we can debate. The question is, is this bad month due to the fact that this is a bad team? Or is it a decent team that, in fact, has just had a bad month? That's the debate for today. Uh, 9303776 is the number to call. However, do want to encourage all of your Dylan Brooks hot takes on today's show as well. As again, that news dropped just a little bit before we got on air today. So I I want to throw that out there again before before we go to break here. About half an hour ago, Sham Sharani of The Athletic dropped an article. And this is the headline here. Or excuse me, this is uh, not the headline. This is the lead from the article, the first uh, first sentence here. Quote, the Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending unrestricted free agent Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances. There's that phrase again. League sources tell The Athletic, end quote. By the way, almost immediately after this article was put out, after Shams tweeted this link out, on social media, the phrase under any circumstances started trending almost immediately. As did the Grizzlies, as did Dylan Brooks, as did uh, also the Shanghai Sharks in the phrase Ni Hao, which if you were unaware is how you greet someone in China. Uh, so <laughs> there are already people uh, just assuming that Dylan Brooks is about to have to go elsewhere to continue. His NBA career, now, I don't think that's likely. I think he'll find a home. But certainly some big news from the Grizzlies and NBA world uh, right before today's show. You kind of wonder, like with a guy like Brooks, Brooks is Brooks is not, by any stretch of the imagination, the only NBA player that, that regularly pokes the bear, right? 
I mean, we talk a lot about Draymond Green, especially once he gets to playoff times because he's always there with the with the Warriors. We talk a lot about, you know, a guy like Pat Bev, who, of course, is uh, everybody in the state is so familiar with due to his collegiate career. But then the fact is that, like, Pat Bev always finds a landing spot, right? Uh, I don't know the last time he signed a long-term deal, but he always has a home. So I guess what I'm trying to say here with, with these players is, sure, they have some crazy moments on the court but at the end of the day it seems like they are still liked and respected by their teammates and their organization or if not these organizations would have found a way to to either you know not continue to resign them like Draymond or to not sign the period like Pat Bev who's usually playing on shorter contracts so you wondered as this whole process was unfolding with Brooks well maybe maybe he still has a respect of the locker room Maybe he is still, you know, appreciated by ownership and by management. And no, clearly no, because Dylan Brooks is not leaking this story to Shams. <laughs> this is the Grizzlies putting this out there and saying, hey, we told this guy to go away. But more on that in a moment. Let's go to the right fiber hotline and check in with Bootsy. How are you? I'm doing well, and I so appreciate uh, this radio station. Ninety-five point three, the ticket, and you care, Richie. Well, and I will never, under any circumstances, fail to appreciate what you bring to the table here. Well, I took a drink of my pomegranate blueberry energy drink because you dropped the phrase "under any circumstances," and also I appreciate that feedback. Now, as for Villain Brooks, does. Uh, do you think that the Grizzlies just kind of soured on him in the in the playoffs or the weeks leading to the playoffs, or was, do you think this was a season long thing I, I, that uh, he I, just started to overstay his welcome? I, I think the the former kind of uh, this has been a little bit more recent. By the way, did you call him Villain Brooks or Dylan Brooks? I call him Villain with a V. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought you said. No, uh, in this article that I'm that I'm scrolling through from the Athletic here, it it is reported that Memphis tried to make contract extension offers to Brooks early in the season, but those were rejected and led to the end of talks. So, uh, so at the beginning of the season, it sounds like everything and everybody was on good terms, but then you get to the end of the season and after everything that unfolded with, uh, you know, not just the talking, but also, you know, you go back to game four and Brooks missed a really, really important defensive assignment that led to James being able to score that game-tying basket that sent that game to overtime, and then, of course, the Grizzlies lost. So yeah. so when you look at the fact that he had, of course, clearly some miscues off the court, but then also had some on-court defensive breakdowns that were massive in the grand scheme of things, I think those kind of all tied in together. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. Uh, yeah, just... Uh... It didn't end well. And, and by the way, um, and I'm sure you probably already talked about this, but in his, in his tirade, you know, the, when he got into it with James verbally, he said something about, and I'm not sure exactly what his exact words, but it was something about give me 40 or something. Yeah, yeah I don't respect but anybody I, until they drop 40 on me. Yeah, and they lost by 40, right? In the last the, game, yes, they did. So the the game immediately after that, uh, LeBron dropped twenty points, but also twenty two rebounds. So a lot of people were kind of giving him, you know, the spirit win with with dropping forty. And then yes, one <laughs> one twenty five to eighty five was the score from game six. Yeah, I, I watched uh, a good portion of that game, and the 
in the, the the Grizzly was just never in it, really. They just they were never in it. No, you persevered um, longer than I did. I turned that off at the half and went to bed. I was not watching any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, I actually watched pretty much all. I watched it to the very end, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a, it, it was a woodshed moment, is what that was. Yeah. Um, as for your question of the day, and first and foremost. I'm just not a baseball fan. I don't follow it very much, but I I do know enough. In fact, most of what I know I learned by listening to you and the callers talk about it, or maybe Will uh, in his what things that happen in the history of the day segment in the afternoons. Uh-huh. But I do know that the Cardinals uh, is one of the premier organizations, you know, from the term of a historical standpoint, standpoint throughout the league. And uh, I think it's too early to count them out. They're 10 and 19, you know, Grass has full. That's almost half their games they won. Okay, uh, and I do remember probably been a decade ago. It was in September. I don't know how their season had been going, but I do know they were about eight games out of the playoffs in I think early September. By October, they had made the playoffs, and I think they had a deep run that year. I'm not for sure, but I thought that that was a tremendous achievement, and so I. I, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't call them a bad team yet. Of course, when they're bad in those three areas that you mentioned, if they stay bad, then yeah, <laughs> they'll wind up being bad. The whole season's gonna look just like the month of May. But I wouldn't count them out just yet. Okay. I wouldn't call them a bad team just yet. Fair enough. I like the optimism. All right, Bootsy. We appreciate the phone call. All right. Thank you. Under under no circumstances would I. Trade Bootsy for anything. No, not, not a chance. Not I thought that piece. was smooth, smooth yeah. drop with circumstance. Yeah, yeah well he done. did. He did. He brought. He called in, went in on the question of the day, dropped the key phrase. Yeah, like that. Excellent. You know that secret word game show. Yeah, you know? yeah. excellent. We we've started. That's a high bar. We started with a very high we bar did. on today's show. We will. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if that continues. <laughs> We're gonna take a break first, though. Uh, Winnie, too. It's break time. Also, I kind of want to switch topics a little bit. We got some baseball coming up at the Tom tonight. It's $2 Tuesday, $2 hot dogs. Don't tell Crash Davis that. Um, <laughs> and we will uh, get into that game when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Experience the incredible flavor that is gourmet tamales, Latin cuisine in Jonesboro. Owners Hector and Acela Ruiz have created a Mexican and Caribbean cuisine for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 to 6 on Saturday. Gourmet Tamales is located in Jonesboro at 2704 Alexander Drive, Suite C, in the Elk Park Shopping Center just off the bypass. Gourmet Tamales, Latin cuisine, serving Northeast Arkansas since 1996. Gourmet Tamales, love for good food. Farmers and Merchants Bank, we've been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Whether you're in the market for an equipment loan, real estate financing, or funds to support operating expenses, our agri-lending experts can help. We work with farmers daily to find the best financing products and competitive rates. Our longstanding relationships and knowledge of the ag industry ensure we can offer the most personalized service available. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is truly our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Take time to exercise. Focus on your emotional needs and your loved ones. If you need help, visit MethodistFamily.org. For over 120 years, 
MFH has been your community resource for a complete continuum of care. This message is sponsored by Methodist Family Health and aired in cooperation with this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old, a type of leukemia, and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. They got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. Here it's like a celebration of life. There's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends, and you can tell that they love her, and you could tell she loves them, and that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Now you can discover the mysteries of ham radio. Using modern transceivers, you can make friends all over the world, even talk to astronauts in space, ships on the high seas, and flying aircraft thousands of miles away. Unlike phone users, ham radio operators talk absolutely free and provide vital communications during disasters or emergencies. To find out more about ham radio, visit us at ARRL.org. And remember, unlike the Internet, we crisscross the entire globe wirelessly. I feel so stuck. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Dial 988, then press 1 to call. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone as we continue along here. Kara and Alex hanging out with you on a Tuesday, 9303-776, the number to call. $2 Tuesday tonight at the Tom, which every Tuesday it's a $2 ticket, general admission ticket, and also a $2 concession item tonight. It is hot dogs. Very excited for that. And tonight it is Memphis that is going to be rolling into Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield. This is a, you know, Memphis is a team that A-State has played a home-and-home home with uh, for I, a while now, I feel like. So these teams have already met in Memphis, and I guess this is uh, the return game, I guess you could say, 
uh, with these two teams. And flashing back to to that first meeting, you know, A-State baseball went through a stretch where it seemed like there were a lot of tough losses where a game just kind of got away from A-State at the end. And that game in Memphis back on March 22nd was was one of those. Um, it was a 7-6 to six final played there in Memphis. And that game was... One where, you know, A-State actually led 6-3 to three until the bottom of the 7th. And then you got into the bottom of the 7th, and it was just a situation where the the wheels kind of fell off and fell off quickly. There was a leadoff triple, then a single. So, of course, that run scored, then a homer. Next thing you know, there was a walk and an error that actually allowed the go-ahead run to score and unfortunately, A-State couldn't quite battle back. Uh, there were multiple opportunities in the following two innings uh, with a couple runners left on base. In fact, both in the 8th and the ninth, the tying run got on base. The The go-ahead run was at the plate, but A-State just couldn't get any extra additional runs uh, across the plate there. And again, lost 7-6. to six. And that one in, in Memphis. Um, with tonight's game, to be perfectly honest, tonight's game doesn't mean anything. In the grand scheme of things. Because the grand scheme of things right now for A-State Baseball is to try and put together enough wins to to make your way into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, which is very much going to be an uphill battle. We talked about uh, how many games back A-State is in, in that um, in, in the Sunbelt standings. And, of course, you've only got nine league games to go. But, I mean, you're still just trying to make positive things happen. Uh, on the baseball field and getting a home win tonight in front of the Tigers would certainly be something that would that would fit into that category, right? Everybody loves to beat Memphis. It does not matter the sport. It does not matter the venue. Uh, you just you just want to go ahead and, and see that W. So it would be big in that sense. And also, you know, just to see this team bounce back after a tough weekend in, in Hattiesburg, um, you want to be able to get some positive momentum going because, of course, once you get to this weekend, once you get to – uh, ODU rolling into town. I mean, those are all must-win games. That is actually a must-sweep series coming up for A-State baseball. So it would be nice to see things trending in a positive direction starting tonight. Um, this would also be, if A-State were to get a win tonight, a bit of an RPI boost. Uh, Memphis is ranked, I think, about 70 or 80 spots higher in the RPI than the Red Wolves are. So you would get a boost in uh, in that aspect as well. Looking at what is going on tonight from a pitching standpoint, Red Wolves are going to have Hunter Draper out there on the mound, the lefty, uh, who uh, is typically the uh, Friday night guy. So I guess this would be like maybe him just uh, pitching a bullpen uh, kind of tonight. So maybe kind of a bullpen game for the Red Wolves. Memphis is then going to counter with a righty by the name of Glenn Green the third, The third. Uh, so... That's your pitching matchup tonight. Statistically, a quick look at that. Uh, A-State a little bit higher in terms of batting average on base percentage and slugging. Memphis with a higher home run total, but A-State has played so many games at home that literally every single team I think the Red Wolves have faced this year have had a higher home run total than the A-State has. Uh, So that's not surprising at all. Uh, looking at uh, earned run average numbers, though, and things like that, uh, the Tigers do pitch it a little bit better than A-State does from a statistical standpoint there. 
and uh, both teams with an identical fielding percentage. That's interesting. I don't think I've seen that so far this year in the game notes. So interesting uh, statistical nugget there for A-State and Memphis. I am uh, looking forward to tonight in terms of you know how this A State team is gonna gonna continue to hit. You know they did score seven runs in that series finale there against Southern Miss, and and certainly one guy to keep an eye on um, is is Brandon Hager as of late. It's not like it's a secret that Hager had a lot of power, uh, but he's also riding a career long and team best thirty one game on base streak. And that's the longest now since back in 2015 when Zach George reached base in 55 straight. So uh, Hager also has been flashing the power lately. Um, he's up to 20 career homers, you know, 10 last year, 10 so far this year. So that's actually a tie for ninth in, in school history. So Hager has been, you know, really doing well lately at the plate. He was one of the few bright spots from the weekend in that series against Southern Miss. In fact, he batted 500 in, in that three-game series. So uh, certainly that's a guy that you want to continue to see stay hot because his success is just really crucial for for this offense. So maybe we can see another Hager bomb tonight at the Tom. It would be uh, fantastic. No doubt about it. But uh, again, looking at this one coming up, Going to be here tonight on the ticket. And I, I lied to you earlier. For some reason, I was convinced that this was a 6 o'clock start time. And my friends, I I am wrong. Yeah, I, it's weird. 6.30. It is 6.30. I, I put that wrong in the sports emails I sent out <laughs> last night. I told you wrong earlier today. Well, you know, it's been 6 o'clock all year long, oh, so it's just kind of forced to have it at this point. That is embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Okay, so again, um, please just ign- ignore, ignore, ignore everything I've said to this point in time except for the, the phrase... Um, under any circumstances, and now the new start time for A-State Baseball, which in fact is not actually a new start time. It is just one that I was previously previously unaware of because uh, I guess just because I'm an idiot. I mean, it's clearly listed on social media. It's clearly listed on the schedule. It's clearly listed at, uh, at A-State Baseball or A-StateRedWolves.com. So I have no idea what my excuse is for this one. I, I legit do not. And by the way, like I have one of... You know how you can you can go to your favorite sports team and you can get that I, I forget how to do it because I've done it so long ago now it just pops up every single year. But you can get it to where it adds your sports team schedule directly into your iPhone calendar. I don't know if they do that on Android as well. I assume they do. But basically like I have the all sports A State athletics calendar in my phone. And yet, somehow, I still got this wrong today. I'm an embarrassment and a failure, and I'm going to take a break. We'll do better in the next segment. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Uh, six. Actually, let me reiterate one more time. 6.30 tonight, first pitch for A-State Baseball in Memphis at Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield. 6.15, your start time 
here on The Ticket. We're going to take a break here on The Ticket and be back for more of the Workday Red Zone right after this. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Rice and corn on the positive side. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. May corn at 646 and a half up seven with July corn at 586 up one and a half. May soybeans at 1450 and a half down four and a quarter with July soybeans at 1421 down six and a half. May wheat at six even down three and three quarters with July wheat at 614 and a half also down three and three quarters. May cotton at 79.54 unchanged with July cotton at 80.33 down 98. May rice at 1768 and a half up 18 and a half cents. July rice at 17.82 and a half up 21. Moving on to livestock now. June live cattle at 162.97 and a half down 190. August live cattle at 168.85 down 180. May feeder cattle at 206.77 and a half down 292 and a half. With August feeder cattle at 227.15 down 295. May lane hogs at 78.50 down 80. With June hogs at 89.37 and a half down 32 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC, field tested and farmer approved. When choosing a lender for your agricultural business, it's smart to stay local. Farmers and Merchants Bank is rooted in Arkansas soil and has been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Our community ties and knowledge of East Arkansas's ag industry ensure we can offer the best solutions to help you grow. Specialized products, competitive rates, and fast local service. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18 wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Are you thinking of buying or selling land? Then you need a land specialist. Whitetail Properties Land Specialist Chris Bennett is a Northeast Arkansas top land agent and would love to talk to you about why landowners trust him to market and sell their property quickly for the best possible price. Whether you're looking to buy or sell hunting land, farmland, or even a rural home, Chris has the experience and expertise to help you capitalize on the current land market conditions. He also specializes in hard-to-get waterfowl properties in Northeast Arkansas. In this day and in this market, you need a land specialist. Call Chris today for a free no-obligation market analysis of your property or for a private showing of some of the finest properties in Northeast Arkansas. That's Chris Bennett, 870-819-7306, 870-819-7306, or visit whitetailproperties.com. That's whitetailproperties.com. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. 
Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Alex with your phone lines open, 9303-776. On the Right Fiber Hotline, uh, KavanaughCars.com question. How would you describe this St. Louis Cardinals team with a month in the books? Are they are they legit a bad team? Or is it still a good team that just had a bad month? Those are your two options today. That's it, by the way. Uh, other news and notes, odds and ends to mention. Uh, this time tomorrow, I want everybody to, to cross your fingers for us. This time tomorrow, we do expect to be joined for our Calmer Solutions A-State update by Arkansas Statements basketball coach Brian Hodson. Now, we did try this last week, and he did have a recruiting trip pop up, which again is is so much more important than, than speaking with us. But I've, I've politely asked... Uh, that he not schedule any flights between now and tomorrow. So we will see how that works. Obviously, look, if you got somebody uh, that's that's important that you need to go visit on a recruiting trip, then uh, look, I totally I totally get it. Again, we've got we've got like six months till the season starts. So as long as we get an interview in there before then, we'll ultimately be okay. But but. Uh, Again, hopefully, hopefully, we're gonna have that interview tomorrow. Really, really looking forward to that. Clearly, he's been he's been busy, uh, you know, bringing in. Uh, we know about the transfers that have that have committed. Uh, most recently, Freddie Hicks, and there's still four spots to fill. I can tell you that one that will that, that a name uh, that I don't expect to fill one of those spots. Again, do not expect to fill one of those spots. Is is Rashad Marshall of Blyville. We've talked a little bit about Marshall. Because just a couple of, of days ago, Marshall decommitted from Ole Miss, which was interesting because, you know, he originally committed to Ole Miss, and then, of course, they had the coaching change. And uh, so he he decommitted, then, you know, was re-recruited by Chris Beard, signed with Ole Miss again, and then, and then decommitted earlier in the week. Well, I believe yesterday he recommitted to Ole Miss. So... Cross that one, cross that name off the list of the, of the wish list for the A State faithful. I, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm guessing this time that commitment will will stick. I look, I don't know what's going on there. There's there's no telling. College athletics is a is like a wild ride at this point in time. So I hope he has the best of luck at Ole Miss, and I hope in the meantime, uh, Coach Hodson continues to to hit up that portal and and looking forward to seeing who 
brings in who he brings in next um in terms of other portal news uh particularly with the college football portal again the portal closed sunday but we're still seeing a name or two trickle out here because sunday was the final day for a student athlete a football student athlete notifying compliance that that they would be portaling which is a new word in the past year and a half uh, but you gotta you gotta uh, informal by Sunday. That still means that uh, you know you gotta get all the loose ends tied up. So uh, paperwork is is still being filed and things like that. So I did see another portal entry for Arkansas State football, and it's Wilson Odimba, a defensive lineman and a young man that I'm really just I, I don't have any additional information on. Didn't play. I uh, didn't record any statistics. But uh, that's the latest news there from the Arkansas State portal. I'm interested. Can can players start saying two schools now in their NFL intros? Because, you know, you see a team that's playing on Sunday Night Football and they always introduce the starters, right? So they say their name and then they say their college. How far away are we from a player saying their name and saying two different colleges? Because that's just going to spark so much of an argument. I feel like, but like when Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Alabama and Oklahoma, it's like I don't know about that. But I mean, he did. I mean, but also that that's kind of a unique situation because I feel it wasn't it Alabama and Oklahoma athletics that both put out like joint things. Yes, yeah. That when he when he had the success that he did last season, they actually put out stuff together. And saying, "Hey, look, we 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 both claim this guy. Is that is that and, okay?" In his case, you know, he he was such a big contributor at both schools. Yeah, it wasn't like he was a bench warmer at Alabama. I mean, he got them to a, a national championship, and uh, you know, I think twice, and then Oklahoma won a Heisman there. I mean, so he he had the, you know, it, it was he played a, such a big impact at both schools that some of these guys don't do as much. Sometimes they yeah. have a mediocre career at one and then really break out the other. So, I think it depends on the impact they have. I look at a guy, so I'll throw out a, a specific Arkansas State example. And uh, it's a player by the name of William Bradley King. Defensive lineman, or actually defensive end for A-State. I feel like, you know, William Bradley King was, was A-State made in the sense that he did a very large amount of his developing as a college athlete under Brian Early and Brian Early's tutelage. But ultimately, the final year of his career, he played at Baylor. So, does A-State claim him? I, I just find questions like that interesting. And, and by the way, we're about to, we're going to get to that point with like half, <laughs> if not more, half of student-athletes that have multiple different programs that they played in in their past. So, I'm interested to see. Just that, 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 at the end of the day, that's not actually important. But I'm interested to see how that will be handled. I'm also interested to see, as we kind of jump around topics here, how the NCAA is going to handle the Colorado mass exodus. Because that's just that is a different type of portaling going on there right now than, than anywhere else. For these student-athletes that were kind of shoved out the door, to be perfectly honest, due to a new coach... Can they get an extra waiver somewhere down the lo- the line? Does this already count as their one waiver? How the NCAA handle that? Because it's such a different situation. And then, of course, as it pertains to here in Jonesboro, you know, if they kind of give some mass blanket waiver 
to student athletes who have portaled out of Colorado, could that also apply to Sadie Traore? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. A friend named Butch. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he's got a lot more intel on it than I do at this point in time. I, I you know, I, I'm curious if, if Sadie coming back to A-State would, would be the best chance he has at immediate eligibility. I genuinely don't know. I also am curious, you know, in Sadie's case, if if a year to develop would not be the worst thing in the world for him. And what I mean by that is just the fact that, I mean, clearly, look, I'm not knocking his talent. And as a pass-catching tight end, he actually had the fourth highest grade among all qualified tight ends last season by PFF. Um, so he is insanely, insanely talented there. But, but you know, things like his blocking do need a little bit more development. So if he sat a year and worked on those particular skills, would that benefit him a little bit more down the road? Maybe not. You know, there's no substitute for repetition. So I might just be trying to, like, be positive about a not great situation here. We will, uh, we will see. We will certainly see about what is in the future for Sadu. By the way, I did see a, another portaler weigh in on that as Corey Rucker retweeted Sadu Traore's tweet about entering the portal. And uh, Corey just said, quote, run it back. He would know. And look, I know there's going to be people out there who don't want to see players who have left the program get another opportunity to return the pro- to the program. But, one, I've already stated I'm for it. And then an- another thing with that, if you have both Corey Rucker and Sadie Traore in your locker room, two guys who left for a grass is greener situation only to come back, you've got two people who have been there, who have gone through that process, who have been courted by big-time programs, who have been courted by big-time coaches, and it didn't work out. They're going to be able to give their fellow student-athletes a first-hand account of what that is like better than any other coach or any other figure in that student-athlete's life. It would not be the worst thing in the world to have a couple of guys in that locker room who have been there and done that. And then will to start advocating to their fellow student-athletes to be where your feet are and focus on shining in the place that you're at instead of always trying to find a place that could be better. Could be. But might not be. We'll table that conversation for a moment. Because A, I don't have too much more to add to it. And then B, we got to take a break. So that's what we'll do. And then we're going to come back and wrap up this noon hour right after this here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on The Ticket Radio Network. Off your first year. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. James Harden is a former MVP and three-time scoring champ. But ever since being traded to the 76ers, Harden has continued to play in the shadows of Joel Embiid. But after a knee injury forced the big man to miss game one last night, Harden took over, reminding everybody just how talented he really is. The beard dropped 45 while adding six assists in a win in Boston. Got a lot of basketball left to be played in this series, but after Harden's eruption in game one, a statement has certainly been made. He's been in competition 
for a title for years now. Went to the finals with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook back in Oklahoma City. Almost upset the Warriors while in Houston in the Western Conference Finals and was a key contributor to the Nets' playoff runs a few years ago. Despite the success, the talented scorer has always received criticism about his game this time of the year. But after a dominating performance last night, maybe some of those doubts surrounding his game may finally begin to fade. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant or cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. That's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. You know our partners, TireRack.com, you know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire... Boris Kitchen and Bath at 5412 Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro is Northeast Arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor. Let Boris Kitchen and Bath bring their skill, passion, and love of design to your new or existing home. Dedicated to your complete satisfaction, Boris Kitchen and Bath will turn your dream design into reality. The latest trends and designs with over 70 years of experience. Visit them at BorisKitchenandBath.com or call 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Boar's Kitchen and Bath. Your kitchen, your bath, their passion. Attention, members and guests. The Cinco de Mayo, there's no better place in Northeast Arkansas to celebrate than at Salsa's Grill on Caraway Road. Enjoy delicious Mexican cuisine for dinner or lunch. And Salsa's Grill is also celebrating with Cinco de Mayo happy hour specials all day long. Plus, they'll have special activities set up in the parking lot. It's a day-long fiesta Friday at Salsa's Grill with outstanding Mexican food. Plus, happy hour specials all day long. So spend your Cinco de Mayo at Salsa's Grill in Jonesboro, 2240 South Caraway. The Exquisite Corpse, a very unusual and completely amazing story pieced together out of so many parts that it is not possible to describe them all here, so go ahead and just start reading. The full moon lights the silver rails winding around dark mountains and over steep gorges of jagged rock and one freezing cold rushing black mountain river. I wish there was enough time to describe all of the funny twists and turns, especially the elephant clown party, that led up to now, but there isn't enough time because there is a ticking clock and the two passengers we care most about don't know anything about it. In a sleeping berth in the third car from the end of the train are two children, 11-year-old twins who have just run away from the circus. The girl's name is Nancy, the boy's name is Joe. They have no idea that those are not their true names, though they will figure it out soon enough. To see what happens next, visit read.gov to read The Exquisite Corpse, a riveting adventure pieced together by John Sheska, Shannon Hale, Daniel Handler, and other popular authors. Explore new worlds. Read. This exciting message is brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Last couple of minutes here in this noon hour. Still a lot to get to, though, as we continue on along, including a chat with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. It's going to come your way at 1.30. 
and a lot more to dive into. Regarding some news today, Dylan Brooks not going to be asked to re-sign with the Memphis Grizzlies under any circumstances. So we're just going to read that full article in hour two. <laughs> I don't know if I could get through it in three and a half minutes here. But we'll continue to discuss that as we roll along here. Uh, KavanaughCards.com question today, though. With a month of the season in the books, how would you describe the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Are they actually a bad team? Or is this a good team that has had a bad month? Uh, Jerry says they're terrible. Which, I mean, it's fine. They've certainly played like it so far. And Aaron says, quote, It pains me to say it, but they're just a bad team. Good teams don't lose this many close games or blow this many leads. Maybe they can turn it around, but we've got a long road ahead. Wild card is our best hope, end quote. In terms of how the voting is going right now, it's uh, about 75% of you almost just believe this really actually is a bad team. While 25% of you, just a couple percentage, a uh, couple tenths of percentage points higher than that maybe, say that this is a good team still with a bad month. It has certainly been a team that has massively underachieved in the early going. There is no debate to be had there. Uh, Pretty much anywhere you looked, this Cardinals team was picked to win the division. And while maybe you could have easily seen, you know, this team being in second or third right now or somebody getting hot out of the gate, which obviously Pittsburgh has done and Milwaukee did as well, or maybe things just not working quite as well. Uh, for the rotation, as people, um, most notably ownership, had, had hoped. But you still didn't picture dead last in the division a month into the season. Especially in a, in a, in a division that involves the Reds? That didn't even try in the offseason? But that is where the Cardinals are today, as you are very aware. When we come back in the second hour, in, in addition to continuing to discuss this question, we'll also talk about what's going to be going on um, uh, on the field over the next few days. Of course, the series starts tonight at Bush Stadium against the Angels. And uh, I'm already jealous of those of you that are going to be at that game tomorrow because Shohei Otani will be pitching in St. Louis. Yesterday, there were still some cheap tickets. I'm going to resist the urge to get on StubHub today <laughs> and see what those tickets are. Because if, I mean, look, if there's if another $40 ticket pops up a couple sections behind home plate, like I'm, I'm leaving. And now I've, I've totally screwed myself because it's not like I can call in tomorrow because I've said multiple times in the past two days on a radio show that is recorded that I would be leaving. So it's not like I can call the boss in the morning and be like, <coughs> "Oh no, I'm sick." Yeah, <laughs> I lost my voice. <laughs> I can't do a show today. I mean, that's just not going to work. <laughs> Lose your voice if you go scream at the the Cardinals game. I mean, I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, there's yeah. always a chance. Yeah, why not? Well, I've also said publicly several times that right now I'm not watching this team because it's bad baseball. That and is I true. Do not watch bad baseball. That is true. Yeah, it's it's been pretty brutal. Maybe with May, maybe now that the calendar is flipped, there is hope for the month ahead. But uh, but we'll see. At least it starts early tonight. I want to stay up past my bedtime. That's true. With LA and those San Francisco games. I would, good team with a bad month, bad team. I, I still think this is a very good team. It's a lot of talent there. They're just not putting it all together. I think, I'm hoping that they'll start to gel here the next couple of weeks. 
start to rack up some wins, and we'll see the team that we thought we were going to see back before the season started. I like the optimism. I try. Thank you for leaving us on a positive note. I, I try. Do, do, do what I can. I don't know if it'll be right, but we got fingers crossed. You know, It's too early to throw in the towel, you know. It's only that, been a month. That's fair. That's fair. Alex is going to depart, but we appreciate his help today, and we'll catch back up with him tomorrow. Everybody else, though, we've still got an hour of today's show left. Hope you keep it right here with us for more of the Workday Red Zone. Do not change the radio dial under any circumstances. Nice. We'll return right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. This is Will Oswald, your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update, brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. In college baseball this evening, it's the rematch with the Memphis Tigers for the A-State Red Wolves this evening at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field, looking for payback after a 7-6 Memphis win in the Bluff City back on March 22nd. First pitch at 6.30 this evening, pregame 6.15 on the Ticket Radio Network. Arkansas ranked as highest fifth in two of the major polls this week, sixth in the other four polls. Take on David Lipscomb at Dickey Stevens Park in North Little Rock this evening. First pitch in Central Arkansas at 6 o'clock. In the majors, the Cardinals back at Bush Stadium this evening to take on Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the LA Angels of Anaheim in the first of three. Pregame at 5.50 on 95.9 The Wolf. And the Memphis Redbirds host Jacksonville in the first of a six-game International League Series at AutoZone Park. First AAA home appearance for Jordan Walker and the first appearance of the robo-umpiring system in the first three games of that series. Four tires in one hour, guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play It Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play It Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Have you noticed all the Harris Ford stickers on the back of all the vehicles in Northeast Arkansas? There's a reason for that. Hello there. This is Tara from Harris Ford and Newport. You see all those Harris Ford stickers because for years, your neighbors have been coming to Harris Ford and Newport for the ride they want at a price they can afford. If you have not shopped with us at Harris Ford and are in the market for a new or used unit, please give us the opportunity to put you in one you want and can afford and has a Harris Ford sticker on the back. Come visit with us at Harris Ford, exit 85 in Newport. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, Better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all, with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you. Better for Arkansas. Better for all. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. I'm Bob Moore, president of Moore Air Conditioning. We are a rapidly growing HVAC company looking to hire passionate and motivated team members. We are hiring for multiple positions with competitive pay. So if you have the desire to help people and are ready to be part of a family, not just a job, apply today. 
Don't wait. Call 870-336-2023 to apply or find out more about our open interview days. Your local volunteer fire department desperately needs you. Can you direct traffic, install a smoke alarm, help at fundraisers? Then your community could use your help. You don't have to fight fire to be a volunteer. Visit volunteerfirefighteralliance.org. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Red Zone as we're ready to dive into the second hour of the program starting right now at 1 o'clock. Coming up this hour, we will have a chat with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz at 1.30. But in the meantime, Kara Ritchie with you in studio, joined now by producer Ryan James. Good to be here, as always. Yeah. Got uh, so much ahead. Fun times. Mm-hmm. High fives all around. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Looking line. forward to seeing Matt. Yep. Phone lines open at 930-3776. On the Ride Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Uh, the KavanaughCars.com question today with the month of the season in the books. How would you describe the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Are they a bad team? Or is this still a good team just that's had a bad month? We'll certainly talk about the series that is coming up ahead against the Angels. It's actually going to start tonight. Of course, they wrap up the week with a series against Detroit. Uh, so we'll look at what is on the slate there here in a moment. But I want to flash back and talk a little bit more about some news that dropped right before we went on air. Actually, uh, jumping sports entirely as uh, there was a Shams bomb that came out, I guess, about 11.30ish. As he reported, and I'll read his tweet verbatim here, quote, the Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances, league sources say, end quote. He also put up a story at The Athletic uh, that we'll get into here in just a moment, but man, uh, (laughs) certainly seems like there is a large amount of rejoicing in the Grizzlies fan base. And not only that, but there are a lot of conversations taking place right now on NBA Twitter as well. Um, Dylan Brooks is trending, as are the Memphis Grizzlies, as as is the phrase, uh, <laughs> under any circumstances. And what's funny is that the phrase, under any circumstances right now on Twitter, is trending also with the Shanghai Sharks, which seem to be... Uh, that, that that seems to be where a lot of people picture Brooks playing next season. 
Also trending is a phrase ni hao, which is one of the ways to say hello in Chinese. Now I think Brooks is, is going to find a landing spot, but uh, just ultimately that is a, a marriage that is over and nobody necessarily appears too sad about it. Uh, according to this write-up here by Shams, which is uh, on theathletic.com, Brooks was told about the Grizzlies' decision to move on and exit meetings with team officials in recent days. Uh, Memphis and Brooks discussed in exit meetings that it's best for both sides to have a fresh start. It's really been interesting over the past month or so just how much the Memphis side of things has been leaking to media that they want Brooks out of there. Because Brooks and his team and his representation, they're not the ones going to reporters with this. They're not the ones going to Shams with this. This is this is Grizzlies leadership that is saying, hey, look, you know, we uh, we tried to move on from him at the trade deadline and just couldn't do it. Y'all remember that story from a couple weeks ago? Now, there is a note in here that originally at the beginning of the season, Memphis wanted to retain Brooks and, in fact, made a contract extension offer, but uh, it was uh, rejected. So, no go there. The end of Brooks' time in L.A., I mean, nobody nobody thought his series against the Lakers was good, right? I mean, he had flashes maybe in games one or two where he looked okay. But to recap what unfolded in that six-game series to the Lakers, of course, most notably, he called LeBron James the greatest NBA player of this current generation. He called him old and tired and suggested he was not as good as he used to be. He continued to just double down on that throughout the series. Whenever a microphone was in his face, I mean, not during the postgame because he skipped those and got fined. But, you know, other times when a microphone was in his face. Talked about poking the bear and things like that. And, uh, you know, that ended up being something that was not just off the court, is on the court. Brooks punched James in the groin area. Whether that was intentional or not, it, I mean, it happened. And it earned Brooks an ejection. The bad news did not stop there. As in game four, you know, James, (laughs) I don't know, I don't think James was necessarily targeting Brooks on purpose. Uh, with some of his late game heroics, it, it just happened that you know Brooks was a primary defender, and and James had to had to get buckets to be able to force um, OT and then force overtime. But you know there was there was a crucial missed defensive assignment from Brooks against James when James had that game tying basket on in, in game four. You know the one where he had to go up and over. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had to kiss it way up high off the top of the glass, and it was just, it was a beautiful play if you're a Lakers fan. (laughs) Not so much on the other side of things. But then also, that wasn't his only defensive miscue in that game. He gave a a critical basket to James in overtime of that loss as well, and that was a play where, you know, James kind of put the the final nail in the coffin of the Grizzlies there because it was both um, a, a basket that he hit, and then he also was able to draw the foul as well. So I think at that point in time, you were looking at like a minute and a half left, and and the Lakers were up by five or, or something along those lines, and we know that ultimately they did not come back and could not rebound in that series as well. Uh, Brooks, also off the court, chose not to speak to the media after three of the losses in that series that led to a $25,000 fine by the NBA. Now, again, those are just what happened in the last six games. 
of the Brooks era in Memphis. It does not include, well, how awful he was shooting-wise in that series. And does not include any of the other things that happened in years prior or or at any other point in time this, this season. Ultimately, clearly, I am more than okay with the Grizzlies and Brooks going their separate ways. The Grizzlies will have to go out and get a, a defender. And then also I'm hoping they can get a veteran presence there. Because actually Dylan Brooks was the veteran presence in the in the playoffs. Um, at least with with Steven Adams sidelined, Dylan Brooks was the oldest player in that series for the Grizzlies, I'm pretty sure. Let's go to the phones, though, and check in with Zach. How are you? Hello, Kara. What's up? What's up? Not much. I heard you trying to do your Randy Hills impression before the break there, and I, went, I didn't want to get upstairs. So. That's not what that was. What, what, was, what was it? I have no idea, but that's not what that was. Well, you did a good job. You should pat yourself on the back because it, it was good. I mean, I thought I was listening to the Power Hour a day early. So, congrats. They're in order. Anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Dylan Brooks uh, getting his walking papers? Yeah, uh, you know, that was a report from earlier today that the Grizzlies would, would not be bringing him back under any circumstances. Yeah, I mean, he got to where he was all mouth and it was like show and tell your you're telling us all this, but you're showing us nothing. You know, he just, I hate it because, you know, he's, he plays hard. It's just he, he was uh, taking bad shots. He should have been taken. And uh, I don't I don't have a problem with his competitive spirit, but, you know, he, he I don't want to say poke the bear. I mean, he did poke the bear. Can, yeah, he did poke the bear. He did. You know, sometimes that can work in your favor when you make someone mad because they get sometimes they get so mad and frustrated. They get kind of like Russell Westbrook. He gets mad and frustrated. It, it seems to work against him. He takes himself out of the game, but with LeBron, it kind of elevated his game. Yeah, he just like he picked the wrong bear to poke. I there is there is certainly you know a high level of of trash talking mm-hmm. and you know mental manipulation that that goes on in games, and there's no doubt about it. But just. Uh, just like his play on the court, Dylan Brooks did not execute that part of his game very well. And so instead of being able to get into the Lakers' head, it seems like they just were were able to, to shrug that off and, and play even better. Right. See, now i got to hear Bud. Bud said they should get rid of Dylan Brooks. And he told me I was ignorant for saying that, you know, you need someone like Dylan Brooks on your team. Which in the beginning I thought, yeah, you know, because – but it, it got to be more of a side shoulder distraction. Yeah, motivation for the for the uh, uh, Lakers, obviously. Yeah, I, and look, I see, I see your overall point there. Teams that have pest, especially defensively. I mean, you do need that guy on your team. Yeah. But, but Dylan Brooks just took it at, at the end of the day. He took it to a little bit of an extreme level, and it became so much more about his off the court than his on the court. And then, yeah, also his on the court was bad, so it just it just did not work. It was not working at the end. No, it wasn't. So they're saying they're going to go some European team and get picked up. <laughs> well, look, he's going to get he's going to find a landing spot in the NBA. There's no doubt about that. In in my mind, but you know, NBA Twitter is kind of united against <clears throat> Dylan Brooks over the past uh, wow. past few weeks. So so they're trying to already ship him off to Shanghai. I would hope a guy that's the former Pac-12 Player of the Year would be able to find a spot in the NBA, but. I, I think he I will. And I am kind of curious about about this, the way this story is unfolding. 
Um, because, you know, there, I don't know how likely it, if it, it would have been, but, you know, if you're the Grizzlies, <laughs> it would certainly make sense to have pursued a sign and trade with Brooks. So you get something out of him instead of just letting him walk and, and being a free agent. I don't know if maybe they tried that yeah. and he said no. So that's why we're seeing this story today or exactly how that unfolded. But, but that, that, that would have been better. And clearly it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think this is the first step in Memphis rebuilding their image. You know, the John Morant's off the court, uh, you know, tribulations, and then uh, trials and tribulations, and then, you know, uh, Dylan Brooks. I think they're sending a message like, hey, we're, we're going to restore our image here, and we're, we're going to we're, we're moving forward. We're, this thing's going to work in the future. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like you go back to last year, and Memphis was a very likable team, and you saw a lot of, yeah. you know, you saw a lot of NBA fans of other teams, um, not necessarily full-on rooting for the Grizzlies, but because they had another team. But, you know, at least being able to appreciate the young talent and the highlight-making ability of, of a player like John Morant. And then this year, between the, the comments from Brooks, the comments from Morant, the off-the-field stuff, off-the-field, off-the-court stuff with Morant and everything else, there's, it kind of became fun to hate the Grizzlies <clears throat> a little bit. And I don't want people to hate the Grizzlies. That's my team. I want no. people to like the Grizzlies. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel about tonight? Are y'all kind of excited about the Lakers versus Warriors? Uh, yes and no. I mean, we've we've seen LeBron versus Steph um, so many times at this point in time. I, I am more excited to see, for me personally, kind of the legend of Austin Reeves continue to grow. So I'm excited yeah. to see what he does in, in this series. More than I'm excited to see, you know, LeBron versus Steph part 87. Well, yeah. I mean, you get LeBron at 38 versus Step at 35, and both of them are, are playing for their fifth title uh, piece. But I'm like you. I want to see Austin Reeves, uh, his legend, continue to grow in these playoffs. Yeah. And what what did he average this past playoff series against the Grizzlies? Here, around 16 or 17? Yeah, I think so. You know, he didn't score a ton of points in that closeout game, but he was – I think he only scored like 11 points, but he was, you know, not too terribly far away from a triple-double. And, of course, at that point in, t- in that game, they just beat the brakes off the Grizzlies, so it's not like he had to just go out and, and tear it up in that game. Right. But I, I bet you're right. In term, probably about the 16-point neighborhood is, is what he averaged in that series. Yeah, I think the Suns are done. Um, I think – didn't Chris Paul get hurt again? He way? did. He did. I want to – oh, I pulled up that, that story earlier today, and then I completely – forgot what the injury is maybe a groin but but yeah he he left that game with an injury last night so denver is now up two two to nothing yeah uh yeah i hope denver knocks him out quick i'm not a kd fan you know he's how how would that narrative be though if it was the Suns versus the warriors his old team in the uh conference finals Oh, that would be that would be an interesting oh narrative. Gosh. That would be that would actually be a, a fun one, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, Paul. Who knows what's going to happen there? You know, they were they were ahead when he left that. He left that game. I found a write up here now on the game. He left that game with a groin injury, with just under five minutes left in the third quarter. At that point in time, Phoenix was up four. They ended up losing by ten. Right. Um, to answer your question, I think we're a good team that's playing really bad right now in St. Louis. Okay. So Craig Miller's going to come back at the end of, uh, I think, this month for Cardinal Talk. So things don't get better. At least we can, he can, uh, he can, uh, you know, uh, join us in the grieving process. Yeah, guide us through. Misery yep. loves the company. Oh yeah. See you guys. <laughs> See ya.
930-3776 is the number to call. But I tell you what, you're going to have to call us during the break because we need to go ahead and step aside and take one. When we come back, we'll dive more into this question of the day and try and figure out if, if are the Cardinals maybe good? Just underperforming more on that when we return here on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. There are major savings in May at Local Tire and Wheel. As we celebrate Memorial Day with Memorial Day deals all month long. All military veterans and all active military members get 25% off a new set of tires. And 25% off tire and wheel packages this month at Local Tire and Wheel. And in honor of our military men and women, all customers get 15% off a new set of tires or tire and wheel packages. Local Tire and Wheel is changing the way you buy your tires. With easy payment plans to fit every budget, no credit check, everyone approved, and six months same as cash. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you six months to pay? Plus, Local Tire and Wheel now offers referral cash back. When current customers refer new customers to us, we'll give you $50 in referral cash on the spot. And in May, all military members and veterans get 25% off. And all new customers get 50 percent off local tire and wheel 1518 at south caraway in jonesboro local tire and wheel.com and on facebook search local tire and wheel jonesboro boris kitchen and bath at 5412 stadium boulevard in jonesboro is northeast arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor let boris kitchen and bath bring their skill passion and love of design to your new or existing home dedicated to your complete satisfaction boris kitchen and bath will turn your dream design into reality the latest trends and designs with over 70 years of experience. Visit them at VorsKitchenAndBath.com or call 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Vors Kitchen and Bath, your kitchen, your bath, their passion. It's Slim Sanity at Slim Chickens, featuring a head-to-head matchup of two new wing flavors. Get some saucy sweet heat with Honey Hot, a glaze of honey mixed with maple and smoldering cayenne, or that tangy southern taste of Carolina Gold. A zesty, rich southern sauce with a subtle kick. Delicious additions to the House Wing Flavors lineup. Try them with a meal or grab them with your next catering order of party trays for the ultimate win. Only at Slim Chickens. Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. Within a few days, Hannah was in treatment because we were told that the tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. So we've essentially put our lives in South Africa on hold. Incredibly blessed to be here. St. Jude is an asset to the world. The research that is developed here is offered freely to the rest of the medical world. The entire way that the place operates is just to give and to care. I think it's the kind of place that not only stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer, but I think it could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. And I think if those lessons could be learned, even in their most basic form, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above, to the tiniest insects in the soil below. You take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, 
and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org love. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. 9303776 is the number to call. Man, voice is getting a little raspy. Did you all did you all notice that? It's just a, just a little bit raspy. So, you know, maybe maybe if I lose my voice between tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm trying <laughs> Y'all wasn't like me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to magic myself to Bush Stadium tomorrow to watch Shohei Otani pitch. Mm. But this is, uh, look, it's 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 not going to happen, so I just kind of need to shut up about it. Uh, the Cardinals are back in action tonight, uh, starting that three-game series against the Los Angeles Angels, which I guess this day and age, they're just the LA Angels. They're not like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or the Anaheim Angels or the Disney Angels or whatever they've been in their their history there as a franchise, just plain and simple, the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, they're doing okay, by the way, right now. They are just a little bit above 500. They're 15 and 14. Of course, the Cardinals are not above 500 or even flirting with 500 or remotely close to 500. They're 10 and 19, which is uh, one of the reasons we ask you today's KavanaughCars.com question. How would you describe this Cardinals team right now? Are they a bad team or a good team that has had a bad month? And, uh, of course, you can weigh in on the Right Fiber Hotline, brought to you by Ritter Communications, also bringing you the right speed, the right price. Right now, you can check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. You can call us at 870-930-930. Three seven seven six. Uh, I am looking forward to this series. You know, you just hope that maybe with with the calendar turning, maybe maybe the Cardinals can burn some sage in the clubhouse and put this month behind them and and look ahead or something. I don't know. I'm trying to just dream up reasons as to why this team can be better right now. Because when you're looking at how things have unfolded on paper, there's not necessarily a lot of things that that point to positivity. It's really hard right now to get fired up for a game where Steven Matz is going to be on the bump for the Birds. He has not been good this season at all. Um, you know, he did have, he had one game back in April where he was only one out shy of a quality start and he only walked five batters. So, I mean, I guess there's that. But he has not been a good piece of this rotation so far. And that's who's going to be pitching tonight. So once you get through that game, it does look better on paper, at least from the Cardinals side of things, as Michaelis, who is coming off a good start, is slated to to pitch tomorrow. And then you're going to close out that series with Flair, who has been the best pitcher on this Cardinals staff so far. Of course, tonight, the... Halos are going to counter with Patrick Sandoval, who statistically has been significantly better than any pitcher on the St. Louis roster. On Wednesday, it's going to be Shohei Otani that's pitching there in St. Louis. 
Seriously, I can't call in work, but you guys need to call in to work and go watch that game. I need to hear I need to hear a first person account of Otani's pitching Wednesday in St. Louis. And then that uh, series is going to wrap up with uh, the Angels throwing Canning out there on Thursday, who I guess is is their weak link so far in this rotation. But really, it's just the pitching is what it is. The pitching was never going to be great. I expected it to be okay, but it was never necessarily going to be great. The real concern is is the hitting right now, and kind of what in the world do you fix here with with Nolan Arenado? Of course, he's been at this long enough that that he certainly knows he's struggling right now. He knows the issues that he's having with his with his approach or with his swing or whatever else, and I'm sure he's certainly been tinkering to get back right. But two thirty nine right now is just just an issue. Big time for him. And I don't really know what else you do to try and just jumpstart this team in, in this lineup. I don't know what you do to magically make this team relax to where one fielding error does not completely derail an entire game. I don't have the answer to that, thankfully. They're significantly smarter people than myself in that Cardinals clubhouse, and surely they'll be able to figure it out. But you have to figure it out very, very soon. Tonight could be a good indicator if there is, you know, a positive trend on the way. And one thing could happen tonight that that would be big would just be the Cardinals winning. Uh, Because as a reminder, St. Louis has not won a single series opener yet this season. They are 0 for 9. So if you can at least break that one trend tonight out of the gate, that could, well, that would at least make me happy. That game, of course, tonight is going to air on 95.9 The Wolf. It will start at 645. Your first pitch time is at 550. So you can follow along there. Right now, by the way, checking in on our poll, 72% of you just say this is a bad team. Not that you've necessarily given up on the season, but just this is a bad team. 28% of you still have faith saying that this is a good team that has had a bad month. A heads up on something coming up tomorrow that I want to continue to remind everyone about really, really looking forward to what is on the slate for tomorrow for the L.A. Dodgers. Because starting tomorrow for the L.A. Dodgers at 310 is going to be Gavin Stone. Pretty cool, right? Going to make his... Debut in the show at Dodger Stadium. He is going to be facing the Phillies. And uh, counterpart on the mound for the Phillies tomorrow, Aaron Nola. And that is just awfully exciting. Former Riverside standout. Who has been one of the Dodgers' top prospects in the past couple of prospect rankings. And now he gets his opportunity to... See if he can make it work in the bigs. Certainly going to be rooting for Gavin Stone tomorrow. Again, 3-10 is when that game gets underway. And hey, we'll remind you tomorrow as well. Don't worry uh, that he's going to be starting for the Dodgers 
So that is a pretty, pretty cool deal there. And then, of course, we'll recap it on Thursday as well. It's all of that coming up this week. In the meantime, though, coming up here on the Workday Red Zone, we get a chat with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, on the way. So we need to go ahead and step aside and take a break, and we'll bring you that visit when we come back here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how do I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic outer boxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group is looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Colson Group has an opening at their Monette location for a manufacturing engineer with some plastics and injection molding experience. Apply today. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click careers tab. That's colsongroupusa.com and click careers tab. Colson Group USA is an equal opportunity employer. More homes are using metal roofing than ever before. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies in Truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof. A roof from Discount Metal Roofing Supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond. Plus, it gives you durability to the elements and in the long run is going to save you money. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies, 200 West Main, Building 39 in Truman. And call 870-418-0790. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. You're going to be a wonderful mom. And I can't wait to be a grandpa. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. I struggled to connect with almost everyone and preferred being alone. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. In fact, I called Jim first with the news about my granddaughter, Lizzie. Hey, Jim, I'm going to be a grandfather. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, let's get together and celebrate. Well, as long as you're not grilling. My pride was my arm. But I didn't know it then. I couldn't put it in the words. I was sad, was scared, I felt alone. I didn't know how to reach out, so I hid behind anger and silence. But then I decided to listen to Jim and I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome to the fastest growing place in the world. Population 115 million and getting bigger by the day. Easy to get to and almost impossible to leave. This is a place where you can eat like a king for as little as a dollar. Pizza counts as a vegetable, and the food is simply to die for. Don't believe us? Just ask the friends and family of the 300,000 who did last year. Here, we've got the whole world in the palm of our hand. 
where folks spend an average of five hours a day on their mobile devices. You can even order fast food delivery through your video game console any time of day. And when it comes to nightlife, watch out, because there's a new city that never sleeps. With 24-hour fast food drive throughs and folks working around the clock, it's no wonder one in three people here can't sleep. This is a place we'd tell you to come and visit if you didn't already live here. Welcome to the state of America. Welcome to Obesity USA. To learn more, go to visitobesity.org. That's visitobesity.org. Brought to you by the Pennington Biomedical Research Foundation. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. We welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie and Ryan James still hanging out in studio. Joined now by Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Souls. I don't know if you've been listening, but my, my voice is starting to get a little raspy. I'm a little. I've been there. I'm a little worried about about tomorrow's show and maybe Thursday's show. Uh huh. I just wanted to give you a heads up in case somebody needs to fill my spot tomorrow. Well, I, I've been there. I understand. I, I I think voice issues is something that. Excuse me, as I clear my throat. Yeah, see, it's I'm contagious. <coughs> yeah, I, I guess you are now. You know, it, it's amazing how many voice issues come up this time of year, though, yeah. with, with the allergies and everything going on. And, and sometimes they're so bad, it kind of morphs into something else. And that's that's kind of what happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I was in Atlanta with all the pollen and being set up outside. And it, it turned into a deal where I lost my voice for about a week. Yeah, I've been, I've been in the yard a lot lately. So if, I, if I'm not here tomorrow, it's, it's my voice. Yeah, just just text me. Okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Well, glad we just. I just wanted to put that out there publicly so everybody would know that I'm. You still sound good to me, though. You're you're feeling it come coming on. It, I, just a lot of rash. Usually, when it happens, you you do kind of get that that feeling that hey, it's starting to fade a little bit. It would have nothing nothing to do with who's pitching tomorrow in St. Louis, but as we. Talk A-State with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, who's with us now uh, in now studio. Now I get where we're going. Okay. Well, we're going to a Southern Miss recap. That's where we're going. Oh, okay. Just uh, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do uh, feel a little behind all of a sudden. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, let's, let's talk uh, A-State baseball. Southern Miss over the weekend. Unfortunately, just not, not anything happening on the scoreboard that you wanted to see. A couple positives in terms of the way. You know, Brandon Hager is is hitting, and, yeah. and Kyler Carmack had a good Saturday, but you needed to get some wins, and didn't work out. Yeah, Southern Miss is the best team we've seen all year, and uh, there's a reason they were in the Super Regional last year. There's a reason they're top 25 in the RPI, and, you know, why they're the only program that's won at least 40 games each of the last six seasons now. They are really, really good in every phase, and I thought on the mound in particular, you know, we saw Tanner Hall on Friday night. Yeah. He was the preseason Sunbelt Pitcher of the Year. He's preseason All-American, and uh, he came out and struck out 15 batters in seven innings. And he just was really, uh, really dominant. Uh, their uh, Saturday starter was an experienced guy, another right-hander that uh, was locating really well. Uh, we didn't have the kind of quality at bats we'd been having. I think we went into that series – 
And we talked about it going in, like over the previous 10 games, we were averaging 11 runs per game. And uh, just didn't see the amount of quality at bats we had been seeing. Now, I mean, that's that's a combination of things. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't you, you weren't as effective. You didn't you didn't put together the the bats uh, that you had been having over the last few weeks. But at the same time, you got to tip your cap to the other guys that uh, that Southern Miss team was really good. And then, you know, we put ourselves uh, in some big holes early. Yeah. In, in those games, every game we got behind in the first inning. I mean, they uh, they scored five in the first on Friday, two in the first Saturday. And after we scored two in the top of the first on Sunday, they come back and score four in the bottom half. So it was uh, it was tough, especially against a team like that. You just can't dig yourself a hole like that. And unfortunately, that's what happened. Uh, you know, one positive from from the box score that we saw a couple homers from from Brandon Hager over the weekend. It's certainly not a secret that he can hit for power, but as it seems like it's kind of warmed up a little bit, he has as well. Yeah, it's amazing. I think like midway through March, he hadn't hit one, and now he's just. Uh, it seems like you know, out there every other game hitting a home run, and and he's got that kind of power. I mean, he's he's matched his total from last year. He had ten last year. He has ten this year. Uh, 20 career home runs is actually top 10 in uh, in A-State history now. He's in the tie for ninth in uh, in that category. And, you know, the school record is 29. So with uh, another year of eligibility, uh, Brandon can certainly get out yeah. of here the all-time uh, career home run record holder. How about you just add nine more to it this year? I think he could do it the way he's going. At, right at least now. one in every conference game that's left. Yeah, he he's really really locked in at the plate, playing really well. Coming up uh, tonight, of course, got a non-conference game against Memphis. Looking for a little payback. This was one of those that just kind of got away from a state when these teams squared off in Memphis. Yeah, uh, one of those one-run losses, and we were talking about those for a while. Just how they were kind of stacking up over a period of time, and and uh, you know. Obviously, you'd like to be able to split the season series with these guys and uh, and uh, take the the game at home. You know, we actually kind of did it in re- in reverse with with UCA. Both teams won on the road in that series, so you get this home and home. And and uh, hopefully, yeah, we can return the favor after they they beat us by one at their place a, a few weeks ago. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, is with us in studio again tonight. Start time is six thirty. I tried to lie to some folks earlier. Six thirty-six. A little bit later, I think uh, part of that is because um, uh, of exams this yeah. week, and they wanted to give more time for the students to to get the exams in. Of course, Memphis is taking them too, yeah. so um, you know, just thirty thirty minutes later than usual. But I, I think that was the biggest factor in the later start time. Coming up this weekend, and and look, every conference series from here on out is is must win, but it's going to be ODU. A team that honestly, you know, not really familiar with with their baseball program, with them being some of the newcomers to the league. You had actually called a series before at Southern Miss prior to this weekend. How familiar are you with ODU baseball? Well, they started off really strong. You remember, I I think, weren't they like, uh, I mean, they got off to a really good start. I want to say they were 10 and 2 at one point, maybe. Okay. or uh, something really good. At one point, they were in first place uh, three or four weekends in. Now, they have dropped off since then. They're not playing as well, but 
Uh, I know they're a team that hits for a lot of power. Uh, I do know their most famous baseball alum. Do you know who that is? It's Justin Verlander. It's Justin Verlander, yeah. Well, he some, went there. There's some good baseball alums in this league. I mean, oh, my, without a doubt. my guy Goldie is from Texas State. Texas State. Cardinal yeah. hero David Freeze is from South Al. Yeah. I'd probably name more if I thought about it. I, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember watching David Freeze or, or calling uh, games when I, I guess it was my first or second year here, where David Freeze was playing third base for South Alabama. I can't remember what ODU started in conference play. I don't know what they started in conference play. They started, so they they, they started really strong yeah. on the year, but they had they have uh, faded recently. But you never know when they're going to break out of that. They they put up some big power numbers. I know that. They lost their first game of the, the regular season all the way back in February the 17th and then won 12 straight. So okay. <laughs> they're certainly certainly capable of uh, of getting it going, especially offensively, because you look at that at 12-game win streak, and I can't even count how many of those they were putting up double-digit runs on their opponent, including a time where there was five straight games where they scored 10-plus. So. Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that that offense is their strength. Yes, absolutely. So that is what is in store for A State coming up this weekend. Of course, those games in Jonesboro. But I'm curious. So, I actually wanted to follow up on this a minute ago when we were talking about Southern Miss. But you called a game or a series at Southern Miss at the beginning of your time being voice of the Red Wolves. Yeah, it was how my is third that, or fourth year. Yeah. How is that? Uh, facility changed since the last time you were there and had you you know it's just it's top notch and you know one thing one thing that uh i get to see is is what everybody else around the league has and and i know that you brought attention to baseball and baseball budgets last week by just you know putting those numbers out there and i'm glad you did because i don't think Everybody is educated on just where Arkansas State baseball is at, what they have to compete against. And, you know, you're reminded on the field of play every week just how good the caliber of play is around this league. I mean, this is a top five baseball conference that we're playing in. And, you know, we see it when we go to places, even in the past, you know, the Lafayettes and Coastal and South Alabama. I mean, th- these places are fantastic baseball facilities. And Southern Miss, I, I think, it is right there uh, near the uh, the top of the heap. I mean, you, you look at what they have right now, okay? And I talked about it a lot during the broadcast over the weekend. They're averaging a little over 5,000 a game. That's ninth nationally in attendance. Their listed capacity is 4,500. So they're averaging (laughs) over capacity. (laughs) And they've got just, I mean, they've got a fan base that's bought in. They've got um, a program that has a lot invested into it. And one thing that they've had at Southern Miss is – is continuity. I mean, with their they've had four head coaches since 1958. And you go back and and you know, two of the head coaches have their their name on the wall in yeah. center field. We played at Hill Denson Field at Pete Taylor Park. Those are two head coaches right there. The next head coach was Corky Palmer, who took them to the College World Series 
back in, in, I think, 2009. And he was head coach there from, you know, uh, 98 to 09. And then, uh, and he passed away this past August. His old playing number, he played at Southern Miss. His old playing number's on the field this year in tribute. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got Scott Berry, who, former Southern Miss guy himself, he comes in and, and he's, you know, just taking the program uh, even further. I mean, I mentioned six straight seasons of at least 40 wins, and they're probably about to go to their seventh straight trip to the NCAA tournament. So they've got it rolling uh, on and off the field. But they've got uh, one of the things, and Coach Raffo and I were talking about just things, because ballparks steal from each other, even on the major league level. You take what you like, you know, from certain parks, and and you say, hey, this would really look good at our place. One thing that I love about uh, about Tomlinson Stadium is you look out and you see all those people parked out there in right field. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neat. They can peek through and everything, but there's ways to make that even better, I think. And one thing that they do, they've got an area in Hattiesburg called the Right Field Roost, okay? So out there, uh, there there's an entrance on the first base side, and there's a gate people come through, and there's as soon as you come through the gate, you drive your vehicle, there's between 30 and 33 parking spots in this glorified tailgate area that is known as the right field roof. So you come in, you drive your vehicle through the gate into the stadium, you take a right turn onto the gravel road and drive to your parking spot, whether it be deep along the right field line or beyond the right field fence. Mm -hmm. And you've got the wall, you've got the gravel road. And then the tailgaters that, you know, there are a few of them pitch tents, but most of them are just sitting on the back of their pickup truck and watching from out there. And I'm told it's a waiting list about a mile long to, <laughs> to be, be part to of spots. to be part of this right field roost. And, and I thought it was fantastic. And look, I don't see any any reason why we couldn't have, you know, something very similar, especially with the way right field is right now. And. And uh, they've got some field-level seating, uh, kind of a field-level patio area down the left field line, uh, some more uh, kind of a party area down the right field line as well, big grandstand. Uh, They have 18 suites there, uh, you know, kind of as part of that two-level press box. This is kind of stuff we're competing against, okay? And then, you know, one of those suites is – Owned by Brett Favre. I didn't see Brett this weekend. but Is it still owned by Brett Favre right now? <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm, I'm told that uh, that he's one of those 18 suite okay. owners at the baseball stadium. But, but I was extremely impressed. Yeah. And to answer your question, going back, I mean, over the last 15 years, yeah, some of that stuff that I mentioned has been added. I remember it being a good atmosphere before, but... It it Top there's tier. been improvements yeah. and and they've added one of the biggest video boards in all of college baseball out in left field. I mean it is it's top notch and you you know anybody who who goes there can't help but leave impressed. Well, good for them. Tell us about this week's podcast. <laughs> I and look, I know, and my intent in saying that is not no, is I, I, not I, I, saying. Hey, this is, uh, I just want to brag on Southern Miss and what they have. My intent is the same as what you put out there last week, educating people. Is because I, I don't think, I mean, in the world of college baseball, we have what we have here. 
But this is what we're competing against in other leagues. And I think we've got some people in place now with our administration. Jeff Purinton wants this baseball program to, to take steps. Brandon Cunningham was there on the trip, our deputy AD okay. for development. He was on that trip. He was there for a couple of games. He was in the booth with me for a few innings the other day. And, and uh, you know, we had a chance to visit a lot this weekend. He's, he's a former college baseball player himself. He wants to take this baseball program uh, to to another level as far as, you know, in, investing in it and facilities and everything like that. So we got some guys that really want to make this happen now. And, of course, you know, we need to buy in from the fan base and the donors and all that. But but they know what we're competing against as well. So that's kind of what, what we're trying to relay here. You asked about the podcast. I did. Second to None podcast has uh, our man Dominic Zavada on it and uh, had a really really fun visit with him and um you know you'll learn a lot about dom i mean he's he's uh, a very interesting guy he you know he was a, a former soccer player uh, like a lot of kickers are sure and uh you know one thing that i don't think most people know is he didn't start kicking footballs until the pandemic I mean, it was 2020 and you know he he ends up kicking for his high school football team. He goes to some camps um, and, you know, gets the invitation to Arkansas State. You remember going into fall camp last year. We were talking about the place kicker mm -hmm. job, and he's going up against, you know, Tristan Matson and Aiden Ellison, and we we kept hearing every day about this phenomenal kicking competition. We talked about that. I mean, nobody was missing field goals in practice. It was was this – amazing competition that they had and Dominic Zavada ended up winning it earning a scholarship and, and we know what he did I mean freshman all-american first team all-league is a true freshman and you know it turned into one of the bigger stories in the offseason that Dom's still here yeah and he gave a great response about why he is still at Arkansas State um, and, and I, I think we're big fans already but when you listen to our interview with him, I think uh, you're going to be even more so. It, it was a lot of fun. Looking forward to listening to that. Available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I always love it. I, uh, your voice sounds just fine, though. All right. We're going to break. <laughs> Appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves. Matt Stoltz uh, swinging by for a chat. We'll take one more break and be back to wrap up today's Workday Red Zone after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. There are major savings in May at Local Tire and Wheel. As we celebrate Memorial Day with Memorial Day deals all month long. All military veterans and all active military members get 25% off a new set of tires. And 25% off tire and wheel packages this month at Local Tire and Wheel. And in honor of our military men and women, all customers get 15% off a new set of tires or tire and wheel packages. Local Tire and Wheel is changing the way you buy your tires. With easy payment plans to fit every budget. No credit check. Everyone approved in six months, same as cash. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you six months to pay? Plus, Local Tire and Wheel now offers referral cash back. When current customers refer new customers to us, we'll give you $50 in referral cash on the spot. And in May, all military members and veterans get 25% off. And all new customers get 15% off. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireandWheel.com. And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro. 
Greensboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Clark Property Insurance, the easy, trusted way to buy insurance in Jonesboro. Go to clarkins.net or call us at 931-7100. Visiting with A-State place kicker Dominic Zavada about the longest kick he's made. I went to Orlando for a kicking camp. Me and Tristan Matson and Jack Bullard, we all went. Tristan's got a huge leg, and we get back to like 65, and he hits a 65-yard kick, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to move one back. And I move back 6'6", six, six, and I kick like a line drive. And I got the wind behind us, and I, it barely goes in. So 66 is the longest I've ever done. It's the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. You must be your fairy godmother. <laughs> yes. It doesn't take a fairy godmother to tell you that the right fit means everything. Good heavens, child. You can't go in that. Children under four foot nine need to be in a booster seat because they aren't ready for adult safety belts alone. Remember that four foot nine is the magic number. And get your little pumpkin there safely in a booster seat. <laughs> oh, thank you. For more information, visit boosterseat.gov. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. A very short home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. As we check in on the KavanaughCars.com poll one last time before we wrap it up. Uh, is uh, How would you describe the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Let me read these words directly off the page. Uh, 73% of you... Well, you just think this is a bad team. 27% of you more optimistic. You believe it's a good team with a bad month. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say it's an okay team with a bad month. They're better. But this is not going to be a division winner. Can they make the playoffs? Sure, because they're expanded. And now anybody can get us thing. But uh, definitely a team that has underperformed thus far. Big time. Big time. A reminder coming up tomorrow. Fingers crossed. 1230. 
Part of our A-State update brought to you by Calmer Solutions. We are going to be joined by Arkansas State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. Big time looking forward to that. In the meantime, though, thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, who joined us in the previous segment. If you missed that chat, you can find it following the program at 953thetickets.com. Keep it here. Uh, Dave Patrick is coming up next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7, RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. And we're going to return tomorrow at noon for more of the Workday Red Zone. So for Ryan, for Alex, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day.